0: Hey, it's Todd, the truth teller time. I want to talk to you today about Realogy, stock prices, and the difference between news and tabloids. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. So, I love it, right? Todd, the truth teller time. And maybe we throw this on Thursdays and we'll just get all the teas together. Hey, listen, um... I shot a a Facebook Live the other day. I just wanted to follow this up. I was having a conversation with our leaders and they thought, hey, Todd, this may be a great topic to share with all of our agents because you never really know what's being talked about. Anyway, so I wanna clear up some things that are going on and we're gonna follow this list. News versus tabloids, stock values and profits, leadership, both Realogy and Coldwell All right, so first things first, what's the difference between news and tabloids. Well, in the real estate industry, it's the difference between Real Trends and Inman. Real Trends being a news source reporting on what's going on, specifically data points, leadership changes, and Inman is clickbait, folks. It's clickbait, it's salacious, it's twisting stories, it's the Jerry Springer of our industry. So be careful what you're taking in, and certainly be careful what you're sharing. The good news, the public at large has no idea who Brad Inman is and nor do they care. But I do want to address some of the questions that are out there. Uh, There's been some talk about stock valuations and profitability and leadership changes. and, And so I want to touch on some of those. I'm sure that there are folks that are out there recruiting the best agents on the planet. Yes, Coldwell Banker Distinctive Properties and Prime Properties Agents. Um, talking about some of these issues. So I thought I might educate everybody. Uh, First things first, stock values. So stock values are an interesting thing. It used to be that, that stocks were valued based on the price earnings ratio, right? They basically said, hey, listen, this is how much money the company was making. And there was some type of multiplier on that. And that gave us a value of the company that could then be extrapolated out to what a value of a share was. But if you all remember back in the late 90s, early 2001, you'll remember there was this thing called the dot-coms and they absolutely took the stock market by storm. Everybody wanted an IPO, everybody wanted to go public because what was happening was the valuations of a company had nothing to do with whether or not they were profitable or not. As we know, in 2001, that proved to be a massive, crushing blow to the stock markets as literally trillions of dollars were lost with the dot bomb crash. So uh, much like those times, we're seeing that happen right now in the real estate industry. And so let me talk about a couple very specific ones. When we talk about the fastest growing companies last year, the three top were Compass, EXP, and Coldwell Banker. Yes, your company was one of the fastest growing real estate brands out there. And folks, we're at, you know, whatever 95,000 agents and those companies were at 5 and 10,000. So so their percentages were completely out of whack. Here's the thing though, the valuation of those stocks have climbed dramatically while RELGIS has declined Well, you might go, "Uh uh-oh, what's going on? Those two companies must be making lots and lots of money, and Cole the Banker must be losing money. Well, actually, it's just the opposite. What's happened is that the people that create valuations are looking at not profitability, not price-to-earnings ratios, but instead, they've looked in and focused on blue sky. Well, that sounds a lot like 99, 2000 and 2001, where companies were being valued that didn't have anything to substantiate their value. So as we look at Compass as an example, right, Uh, Compass is a privately held company, so they don't have to provide the numbers, meaning they don't have to disclose how much money they've lost. But their primary investor their primary financial backer is a company called SoftBank the CEO of Compass has come out and said publicly that he does not see any pathway to profitability for at least 10 years well that's a problem for companies like SoftBank which you now are seeing try to repackage their debt structure and raise new funds so that they can back a 10-year loss strategy which Folks, I don't know about you, but uh, we could never operate our households on a losing proposition for 10 years. So I suspect that they won't either. We've already seen changes in their structure and in their strategy uh, going away from freezing, actually, all merger and acquisition strategies. And they used to write checks to agents uh, as, as part of their deal and they've stopped that. In fact, many of the agents that they wrote checks to have actually given the money back and gone back to their original companies because the delivery of the deliverables wasn't what they had been promised. The other company uh, that we're talking about today is eXp. Um, I am gonna talk about uh, KW here in a second, but, but eXp is an interesting one. They've come out obviously as part of their model to say, hey, listen, we're going to give you nothing um, and we're gonna charge you a lot less for it. Uh, in 2018, EXP, a publicly traded company and really, for the most part, agent owned, uh, lost $24 million. Now, folks, here's the deal. When you are agent owned, when you are a publicly traded company, you can't go out and lose $24 million. There's not All the agents aren't writing checks. So what's happening is they're incurring debt. Their leadership has also said that under their current model, they cannot sustain profitability. And you've seen a change already in the way they're uh, issuing stocks, their partnership programs, and also their compensation plans, moving away from that model of we're not going to charge you very much, we're not going to give you anything, to now we're still not going to give you anything, but we're going to have to charge more, otherwise they're going to continue to lose money. Uh, that will, that debt, once the debt increases, will offset any valuation within the organization. Now you look at Coldwell Banker. Uh, Realogy is a the largest real estate company on the planet. Uh, they are also extremely profitable. Uh, last year, publicly traded companies, so all these numbers are publicly available, but last year they brought in over $450 million of free cash. That is the net profit after they've paid the interests and loans and all of that stuff. Folks, that's a lot of money. So of the top three, only one of them is profitable and they're majorly profitable. I did have a conversation with somebody in the know with regards to the Keller Williams side and less than 63, oh no, I'm sorry, more than 63% of their companies lose money every year. So just to give you some idea, um, just to make you feel better, Banker Distinctive Properties is a profitable company. uh, So you shouldn't worry there. So hopefully that answers some of the questions. Really what we're talking about is we've moved away from this model where it's based on profits, and then a multiple on the profits. And we've moved to a blue sky formula that is exactly what got us in trouble back in 99, 2000 and 2001. So please don't be fooled. The healthiest company within the top five brands is without question Realogy. All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, leadership change. So we've had two different leadership changes. Number one, we've had leadership changes at the top. From Realogy, we've also had leaderships recently in Coldal Banker, but we've also seen some in some of the other brands. So let's talk about that. Richard Smith was a longtime leader of Realogy. Uh, it, it just got to a place in his life where he was ready to retire. He had been working for several years on a succession plan. He really wanted to have somebody who had multi-brand experience. I hope that makes sense. And, and so what he did is he tapped John Payton, who has in the hotel world, a lot of multi-brand experience and a lot of multi-brand experience with the high-end luxury brands, which fit very nicely with Realogy and the brands that Realogy owned. Uh, That was not in any kind of response, because it had been happening for years and years, uh, to any kind of valuation uh, of Realogy as a whole. They just didn't coincide at all. Uh, more recently, what you've seen is John Payton, under his leadership, is finally beginning to make some decisions on how he wants to see the leadership and organizational perspective in within the brands. And so one of the first things he did is a couple of months ago, is he consolidated ERA, Better Homes and Gardens, and Climb, uh, which is an urban brand that they own out of San Francisco. They consolidated the leadership, and really what it was, was that the, neither none of the three, Brands had big enough volume and production, or a big enough footprint, to require their very own leadership, their very own CEO. And so it was a strategy to reduce the expense and try to bring the three brands together. Um, I obviously think if I were one of those three band brands, I would be disappointed. I think it, it, it is a signal that uh, they that they are a lesser brand than than well, certainly Google Banker. So. Uh, I guess I would say if you know somebody from one of those brands, perhaps you should introduce them to Coldwell Banker. The most recent change was with Coldwell Banker and that is Charlie Young, our current president and CEO, announcing that as of January 1st, he'll be stepping down and Ryan Gorman will be taking his place. Fucks, I have to tell you, this is a brilliant strategy and I think it's incredibly valuable for, for us. Um, and the reason I say that is Charlie Young, while a great leader and a very, very smart guy, he doesn't know the brokerage business. He, he, he's looking at it from a corporate standpoint. We are brokerages. So every day, you, the agent, we, the, the owners and, and leaders of the organizations, we go out to battle, we slay dragons each day, and they're just different dragons than what Charlie understood or had any experience in. Ryan, on the other hand, has been the leader for many years of Coldwell Banker NRT, which we know as Coldwell Banker Residential Brokerage, which is the largest operator of brokerages in the world. Okay? 48,000 agents, I believe they have. Uh, And so he understands at a very high level exactly what you, the agent, are going through, exactly what you, the agent, need from a support and the tools and lead gen and and marketing and all of those things. He also, we can have very, very solid conversations together because he understands what we are going through from a brokerage perspective. So I think these are amazing changes. I did want to just kind of make sure that, that, that the truth had been told on Thursday by Todd. I hope you guys have an amazing day. And as always, if you ever have any questions about this stuff, we're an open book. We want the absolute best for you. We are here to have an impact. We're here to change lives. So call me. As always, be distinctive.